to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the November 10th, 2023 Friday reading of the Ark Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Chafee Community Clinic Closure on November 13, 2023, written by Jan Wundra. An election update from the Chafee Clerk and Recorder's Office, written by Jan Wundra. Governor Polis calls special legislative session to address property tax situation, written by Jan Wundra. And Salida City Office candidates offer their perspectives on the election results, also written by Jan Wundra, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, Chafee Community Clinic Closure on November 13, 2023, this posted by Jan Wundra. Due to a recent assault by a client on a Chafee County Public Health CCPH employee, Chafee Community Clinic, CCC, will be closed on Monday, November 13th at its Salida location. CCPH will be assessing risk and evaluating the future of CCC's Salida operations in the upcoming days and will inform the public as decisions are made. The safety and well-being of the CCPH team are my top priority, and this recent incident has been harmful and traumatic. It is unacceptable and appalling that anyone from the public would want to harm a public service employee, said Chafee County Public Health Director Andrea Karlstrom. CCPH thanks the public in advance for understanding why we have had to pause CCC operations while also respecting the privacy of staff and the sensitive nature of the situation. Flu and COVID vaccines that would have been administered at CCC in Salida can still be received at a special walk-in clinic on Monday, November 13th from 12 noon to 4 p.m. at the Tuber Building, 448 East 1st Street, Suite 137. No appointment is necessary, although vaccines will be available while supplies last. Members of the public can continue to make appointments for CCPH's regularly scheduled immunization clinics as needed. In addition, harm reduction and sexually transmitted infection STI testing services can be arranged by texting 719-221-0768. That story, Chafee Community Clinic Closure, on November 13, 2023. And next up, an election update from the Chafee Clerk and Recorder's Office, this posted by Jan Wundra. As of late Wednesday afternoon, Chafee County Clerk and Recorder Lori Mitchell notes that her office will tabulate more ballots after the eight-day cure period. Then it will move on to the state's required risk-limiting audit. The Clerk and Recorder's Office held 28 ballots in reserve, and in addition to that number, over the next eight days, it will continue to receive cured ballots, as well as military ballots and ballots that were dropped off in another county before 7 p.m. on Election Day. Mitchell reported that her office received a few of those ballots on Wednesday that were dropped off in the wrong county. 
Mitchell has announced that from the total number of ballots that need to be cured for missing or discrepant signatures, approximately 30, a total of zero are in Ward 2. As of late Wednesday, there remain 40 known ballots to run, including the 28 held in reserve, and fewer than 10 remaining ballots are in the extremely close race in Salida Ward 2 between Adrian Kuhn and Aaron Stevens. Mitchell has made a point of commending all the candidates, saying, I know how hard it is to run for office. I want to thank you all for stepping up. Local elections are very important. She gave another big shout-out to our election judges and my incredible staff. We received and processed over 3,000 mail ballots on Election Day, as well as servicing in-person voters at two locations. Our turnout will be over 60%, and the statewide turnout will be around 40%. That is something we can all be proud of. That story an election update from the Chafee Clerk and Recorder's Office. And continuing in the news, Governor Polis calls special legislative session to address property tax situation. This posted by Jan Wondra. The failure of Proposition HH in the 2023 consolidate election has contributed to the crisis surrounding the state's looming property tax increase. This morning at 10.30 a.m., Governor Jared Polis announced he is calling a special legislative session of the 74th General Assembly to address the issue. Coloradans are facing an extreme property tax increase, up to 40 to 50 percent next year, according to certain projections due to higher assessments. The situation has come about because the Gallagher Amendment, which since its inception in 1982 kept Colorado property taxes from rising as quickly as home values, was repealed by voters in 2020. This will affect Coloradans from all corners of the state if the legislature does not take action. This is an immediate, statewide, and bipartisan concern. Polis shared details of the scope of the special session now scheduled to begin at 9 a.m. on November 17, 2023. This is the second special session Polis has called. His first special session order focused on bipartisan relief to Coloradans during the COVID-19 pandemic. I am calling this session to urge the legislature to bridge partisan divides and put people over politics to provide immediate property tax relief to Coloradans facing extreme spikes from their 2023 property bills, said Polis. Coloradans are looking to us to reduce property taxes and provide relief to families. And as we always have, we will work to deliver solutions that protect and enhance the Colorado we love. Pola said he is tasking the legislature to tackle two specific and urgent issues during the special session. First, to provide immediate relief for Coloradans at risk of receiving 40 to 50 percent increases in their property tax bill, and to renters who may bear the burden of an increase that's passed on to them through no fault of their own. The General Assembly already set aside $200 million for property tax relief that could be utilized right now, and Governor Polis is hopeful even more can be put towards saving people money. Second, 
A recently passed federal law provides Colorado with an opportunity to provide food and nutrition benefits to more than 300,000 Colorado children during the summer months, beginning as soon as the summer of 2024. Passing legislation as soon as possible will enable critical program organization in time for this summer and access approximately $35 million in federal benefits. Working together in partnership with the legislature, more than 300,000 low-income and at-risk Colorado children could gain access to summer meals if action is taken during this special session. Legislative leaders in the House and Senate released statements following Governor Polis's call for a special session to address property tax relief for Coloradans. We always knew that if Proposition HH failed, property taxes would rise dramatically for thousands of Coloradans, which would make Colorado's cost of living even more out of reach for so many, said Senate President Steve Fenberg, Democrat Boulder. The voters had their say about a long-term comprehensive approach. Our caucus will now be laser-focused on providing short-term relief to those who are most vulnerable to the rising cost of living, which means working families, renters, and those on fixed incomes, while protecting our schools and fire districts. We have a responsibility to deliver real results on the issues that matter most to Coloradans, and that's what we'll do in this special session as we continue working to address the rising cost of living, said House Speaker Julie McCluskey, Democrat Dillon. With rising property values leading to unaffordable tax increases, our goal is to responsibly provide real relief to the people who need it most while protecting schools, fire districts, and libraries, she added. In this special session, we will work to boost support for renters and working people and deliver urgent property tax relief for Coloradans. The cost of living in our state is a top concern for Colorado homeowners and renters alike, and steep property tax increases are stretching budgets even further, said Senate Majority Leader Robert Rodriguez, Democrat Denver. As we continue our work to make Colorado more affordable and consider the options available to us, we must now determine if a path forward exists that can provide relief while protecting funding for schools and essential community services. We have an opportunity to to deliver urgent property tax relief and support for working families, especially renters, said House Majority Leader Monica Duran, Democrat Wheat Ridge. Rising property taxes threaten the lifelong investments many lower-income Coloradans and people of color have made to achieve the dream of owning a home. Despite our limited options, we are committed to working with stakeholders to craft a responsible package that protects schools and makes Colorado more affordable. I encourage everyone to come to the table and work with us to provide relief for Coloradans. That story, Governor Polis calls special legislative session to address property tax situation. And continuing in the news, Salida City Office candidates offer their perspectives on the election results. This posted by Jan Wondra. The nature of democratic elections is that unless one is running unopposed, someone wins and someone loses. 
The wonder of our democracy and its strength is that good citizens are willing to stand for office and to accept the will of the voters. Arc Valley Voice AVV asked the candidates who stood for the Salida City elections for their thoughts following the results of the election. All candidates received the same email request at approximately 12.25 p.m. on November 8th, and we issued a follow-up via text before 5 p.m. after AVV experienced an Internet outage, in part due to the ongoing Aristata outage. The candidates responded, Mayor Dan Shore. First and foremost, I would like to extend my thanks to all the candidates for putting themselves out there. I was really happy to see more people running in this election cycle. Most importantly, I was really happy with how civil candidates were with one another. I am honored to have the opportunity to serve as mayor for the next two years. While the results are not yet finalized, I am confident that regardless of the outcome, we will be seating a strong council committed to serving residents. I am excited to work with both existing and new members on council. Treasurer Wales Martin. Thank you for the opportunity to speak on the race for city treasurer. I know the results aren't official just yet, but I can see and accept that Mr. Gilling will be stepping into the position. We both worked incredibly hard on our individual campaigns, and it has been a journey that I'm sure neither of us will forget. There are many people I want to thank for their support. But first and foremost, I want to be sure to thank Angela Angie Mokate for all that she did acting as my sole committee member. I can proudly say that regardless of the results, we successfully pulled off our first campaign season. Angie's knowledge of marketing from her own professional experience as a realtor for Full Circle Real Estate Group, along with her determined attitude and solid friendship, helped push me to be a candidate who received over 1,000 votes for my first ever election. I also want to say thank you to Merrill and PJ Bergen and Rob and Sarah Gartsman. The mentorship and support I received from all of these individuals has only inspired me to continue to push for workforce representation within the city of Salida. Finally, thank you to all of the constituents that live and work in this unique community who believe in my mission. Whether we've worked together at Sweeties or the Southwest Conservation Corps, or we met for the first time during the campaign season in my attempt to reach out to various sectors, I could not have done this without you folks. This may be my first time stepping into the ring, but it most certainly won't be my last. Ben Gilling I am honored that the citizens of Salida have chosen me as their new city treasurer. I look forward to providing oversight for the citizens' tax dollars. Additionally, I am honored to have had the opportunity to participate in a spirited competition with my opponent. I believe that Wales will go on to do great things in our community, and I look forward to witnessing her contributions in the future. Ward 1, Suzanne Fontana, I am looking forward to serving on the Salida City Council and serving my community to the best of my abilities. Ward 2, Adrian Kuhn, I ran a really good campaign. I really got out there. I had a little bit of help from my husband and from family and friends, but I really did the work myself getting out there. I showed up. I participated. I know what's going on throughout the city, and I'm always willing to learn more, and I was excited to go to meetings and participate and help make a change. 
I hope that the person that wins shows up and does stuff as well. Aaron Stevens Although the unexpected tie caught me off guard, I have faith that integrity will ultimately triumph. Our honorable and clean campaign, coupled with the backing of some of our community's finest leaders and innovators, fills me with great pride. Even before the results were announced, I already considered this a personal victory. Ward 3, Jackie Burnt. I want to thank all of the votes that turned out for the election, all of my supporters, and most of all, my family. While the election results didn't go our way, I hope the new, the new council can continue to make our city a better place. Losing an election doesn't mean I've stopped caring about the community. I'll remain an active and engaged citizen, advocating for the issues I believe in, and holding elected officials accountable. Our city can only thrive when people participate. Alyssa Pappenfort I am humbled by all the support I received, and I look forward to serving Salida the next four years. Thank you to all my supporters, contributors, canvassers, and sign hosts. You gave me strength. It is a privilege to meet everyone who opened their door. You showed me how smart and passionate you are to make this paradise we call home the best it can be. Thank you to my opponent for giving vo voters a choice. People doing good for goodness sake is at the heart of our democracy. Together we arrive at better solutions than any of us thought possible. It should be noted that a few of the candidates offered suggestions for improvements to the state campaign process and the city's elections processes, and Arc Valley Voice is reviewing those comments for a future article. That story, Salida City Office candidates offer their perspective on the election results. Also in the news, Aristata Communications experiencing intermittent outages. This posted by Merrill Bergen, dateline November 8, 2023. As most customers know by now, Aristata Communications has been experiencing ongoing but intermittent outages throughout its service area both yesterday and today, November 8th and 9th. Arc Valley Voice reached CEO Carlin Walsh by phone moments before 5 p.m. and learned, quote, that there is a core network issue related to our hardware, close quote. According to Walsh, we have multiple technicians both here and in Denver working this issue. Customers will see intermittent outages until it is resolved. AVV staff in Buena Vista were affected yesterday and again today. Retailers on F Street in Salida also reported issues, and according to one unverified account, some decided to close temporarily as they reportedly could not transact their business. In a posting on the Aristata Communications website, the company noted, To our valued customers, we are currently experiencing a network outage due to failed hardware. We are incredibly sorry for this inconvenience. Although we have a number of sites up and running, our network is not stable. Worst case scenario, we expect to have connectivity back up no later than midday Friday. Best case scenario, we will have our network up and running on Thursday. Thank you for your understanding and your patience. We apologize and are working around the clock and as quickly and efficiently to fix this problem. Chafee County is no stranger to Internet outages, and it is every service provider's worst nightmare. 
Recent improvements by Aristata and others are helping to improve uptime, but hardware failures are tough to deal with. This is an evolving story, and Arc Valley Voice will provide updates as they are received. Editors note, the Aristata outage affected Arc Valley Voice News stories yesterday when we lost Internet connectivity. The final drafts of two news stories did not save, resulting in spelling typos that weren't overridden with corrections. We apologize for the errors. That story, Aristata, Communications Experiencing Intermittent Outages. Also in the news, City faces increasing challenges in keeping public restrooms open, clean, and safe for all. This posted by Elliot Jackson. Salida City Council considers public restroom facility challenges at work session. The Salida City Council SCC work session on November 6th focused on the state of the city's public restrooms. After a brief report from Chafee County Community Foundation Chairman Betsy Dittenberg on the 2024 Community Grants Program, Parks and Recreation Director Diesel Post led the SCC through the restroom discussion, noting that public restrooms are the number one amenity asked for in public polling. However, he also noted increasing challenges in keeping the city's public restrooms open, clean, and safe for all. One of the biggest issues is people thwarting the auto-lock system that closes the restrooms at 10 p.m., which leaves staff opening the facilities between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. the next day. Do you mean people are getting into the restrooms before the auto-lock goes on and then spending the night there and our staff has to deal with it? asked Mayor Dan Shore. That's right, Post replied. You can tamper with auto-locks. I won't terrify you with the stories of what staff see trying to get the bathrooms open. Things have been getting worse for them. Pot smells, lightheadedness from chemical smells, unresponsive people in the stalls. Over the summer, we had a staffer who went around at night before closing. It worked, sort of. The day staff was able to clean up and it was great, but we didn't feel like it was right to have one staffer going around by himself. The new strategy was to lock bathrooms by 4 p.m. and have people use porta-potties. We have less sleeping in portlets, sick, than in the bathrooms, but it does happen. They present their own management issues. Post then deferred to Police Chief Russ Johnson to continue the report on conditions and concerns. We have a lot of people who will game the auto-lock system, said Johnson. We have had fires, drug use, used needles, etc., as well as individuals who have had medical issues. That's problematic. We've also had urine and feces smeared around the restrooms. We need to figure out a solution, whatever that solution is. When we have time, staff will go around at night, but we don't have time all the time. Kicking people out one day and then having to do it again is a waste of resources. If you can come up with a solution, that would be great. The auto-lock system is an old system. We can replace it, Post continued, but there's an equipment cost to Wi-Fi and new locks. Night staff is also a resource burden. I don't think it's appropriate for a single staffer to do night duty. We average $1,200 per month in the cost of porta-potties. 
Post mentioned a portlet screened approach for some of the city restroom facilities, including Alpine Park, Riverside Park, and the boat ramp. They have metal screens, which is just optics. It doesn't stop smell. Post went through a list of evaluations of all the city's current facilities, as well as responses from other Colorado communities, including their policies about Narcan and other emergency care responses. Give us a direction and we will get to the details. Tell us which way to go, said Post. Mayor Pro Tem Justin Critelli asked about the numbers and types of incidents reported in restrooms versus portlets. We had a fire in a portlet a few years ago, but mostly it's the locked bathrooms that have more problems, said Johnson. Critelli also asked about auto-lock systems. The new ones with Wi-Fi, you can do remote scheduling and locking at different times, Post replied. We can also install cameras and motion-sensitive lights to discourage overnight squatting. We have to stop people using bathrooms for drug use, declared Councilmember Alyssa Pappenfort. I want to see cameras and prosecutions for drug use. I don't want to see more portlets. I want to see bathrooms in use during the open park hours. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Ark Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.